Hello and welcome to another episode of the Thinking Christian Podcast. I want to thank you for joining me today. My name is Dane Kramer and this is the Thinking Christian Podcast. If you're new, uh, welcome. Uh, if you're new and you don't know what's going on here, uh, let me just briefly explain. I've worked professionally as an investigator for probably over 33 years now. And um, like everybody else, I bring my own approach to understanding life, my own approach to understanding the scriptures, and, and that's just who I am. It's who you are. And um, I like to take a look at the things around me through just sort of a pragmatic, reasonable, logical approach. And just uh, that's just who I am, and that's what I do. That's why I call this the Thinking Christian Podcast, because I kind of I like to think through the issues uh, the best that I can. At any time, if you disagree with anything that I say, feel free to register your disagreement, your complaint. Uh, you can go to my uh, website, thethinkingchristian.us. That's all one word, thethinkingchristian.us. There you'll find my website. There you'll find plenty of resources to, uh, to read. I have all the previously released podcasts there. And um, listen to them. If you don't like something that you hear, just you know register a complaint. There's a place, there's a comment there, uh, a comment section. Um, feel free to subscribe to this podcast. You can do that from Apple iTunes. You can do it from Stitcher, from uh, Google uh, Play, from uh, Android. Uh, there's a number of places. Uh, you can probably just go to your favorite podcast um, uh, app, and there you can subscribe so that when a new podcast is released, you will get it. All right, today I want to take a look at something that's really fresh on my mind. I look at a question that is, should I do international missions? Now, I'm asking this question because I just came back from an international mission trip. Um, just fresh back um, Laguanilla, if I'm pronouncing that right, in Costa Rica. I went with uh, a very large group. This was my second trip to, to Costa Rica. And um, like many other people before me, I have struggled with doing international missions, and I'll describe that struggle uh, to you. I have met some people who say, you know what, we shouldn't be focused on international missions. We have enough work here in the U.S., if you're in the U.S., uh, or we have enough work here where you are, why should I go internationally? And you know what? That's a reasonable question. I have no problem with that. But I just want to kind of walk through my thinking process a little bit today, uh, and especially if you're considering an international mission, um, you know, uh, some things that you might want to think about. But let me let me first begin by kind of. Uh, my exposure, I'll put it this way, my exposure to international missions really came through a book that I read quite a few years ago by K.P. Yohannan. Many of you probably know K.P. Um, I think I'm pronouncing his last name correctly. Uh, K.P. Yohannan. Yohannan. Um, he is the founder of an organization called Gospel for Asia. Uh, he wrote a book called Revolution and World Missions. Wrote it quite some time ago. I think like in 2009 is when the book was written. And uh, I didn't read it that – I think I read it around 2006 or something – excuse me, I, I read it before it was written. No, I forget when I – I forget when it was written and I forget when I wrote it. Let's just put it that way. The book's been around for a while. But um, I read it sometime, some years ago and it impacted me deeply and greatly. Um, 
but one thing KP and now incidentally I'm not a follower of KP so before or even really a fan of his from what I understand the guy went off the deep end here recently um, he was a man involved in in uh, reaching Asia for Jesus Christ uh, and had an incredible beginning but the most recent reports that I've received and read about this guy is <laughs> he's gone off the deep end uh, he's almost cult like and uh, so I'm not I'm not endorsing this guy's ministry um, currently, but when he read this book, Revolu- when he wrote this book, Revolution and World Missions, it really impacted me. And he talked about his life and his passion for Jesus in those early years. And one thing that he said is, you know, don't. And he was he was uh, a missionary mostly in places like India. He said, "Don't come here. He said, Don't you Westerners come here and do mission work because you know you're uh, you you probably can't make the inroads that the locals, the the indigenous people, can make." And uh, he said, "You know, send us your money. You support local pastors, support local people here who know the language, who know the culture, who can make the inroads, who who can do everything. They they can get it." done he said they just need help and they need your financial help and it and it impacted me and I I had to agree with it I thought you know yeah that seems to make sense why bring a foreign mission to the United missionary to the United States when we have plenty of Christians here who can do the work we probably don't even need funds to do it but um, so his book his book deeply impacted me for I mean it, it struck a passion for world missions um, certainly it did but uh, I kind of initially adopted his view of you know send money and and I did I have supported international missions uh, for many years, uh, supported uh, missionaries, or excuse me, yeah, just indigenous uh, pastors and teachers in those other countries so that they could do the work. But in 2008, I was approached by uh, a man I very much respect. He was leading a mission trip uh, to Kenya, Africa, and he asked me and my wife if we would want to take part of that. Um, we we prayed about it and we decided to go forward, even though I, I had some reservations and those reservations only continued to mount actually uh, during the initial process. It was expensive. It was not a cheap trip to fly from Pennsylvania, here where I live, to Kenya, Africa, on the other side of the globe. It took a lot of finances. So we, uh, we raised money from people. Uh, we took donations from people. And uh, we put up a lot of the money ourselves to fly there. Uh, the trip was an eye-opener. I had never been to a third world country like that before. And uh, in so many different ways, it impacted me deeply just to see the lives of these people. Uh, certainly, it was worthwhile to me. But I... I had to wonder, um, you know, it was a lot of money, and could I have better served the kingdom by taking that money, let's say, and just giving it to somebody in Kenya, uh, a pastor or, or, or somebody who maybe had an orphanage or somebody who was already doing something? You know, why, why take all that kingdom money to pay me to go to Africa? And I really, really struggled with that question. Um, and I think one of the reasons why I struggled with it is because on that particular trip, um, I felt at times very much like a fifth wheel. Um, I wasn't. Uh, it was not a. Um, it was not like a building project. It was. It was really. Uh, we we held a pastors' conference. We did street evangelism, but I felt often that I was working in the shadows, and I was really in support of the the main missionary who was leading the trip, and I was with him mostly. So at times I felt like 
I really wasn't doing that much. And um, in fact, there were times I thought, I won't do this again. It's just, it's too much kingdom money just to send. Why send me? Who am I? Who am I to go halfway around the world? Uh, you know, why send, why raise all that kingdom money? Why don't just give that kingdom money to the locals there? But, um, you know, one thing I did see is the people were very grateful uh, that we were there. Uh, they were very pleased to meet us. Uh, I think they were touched to know that people in the United States cared about them. And so it did have some value, I believe. Uh, it was a lot of money, but it, I think it had some value. And I came back and I really was sort of unsettled uh, with international missions, or at least my role in it. I certainly was not opposed to international missions, and not by a long stretch. Um, I, I, you know, I believe in taking the gospel to all the parts of the world, and uh, locally and, and internationally as well. I just didn't know what my role in that would be. Two years after that, in 2010, the same missionary approached me and my wife again. Uh, our connections with Kenya had sort of faltered. Um, uh, we had we had some local connections and some things happened there. Long story short is we, we sort of lost confidence in our local connections and, and decided not to go back to Kenya. And eventually our, um, our, our support there because of the locals uh, ended and we, we kind of stopped work with Kenya. Um, so at that point, the missionary uh, uh, focused on Haiti, and we went to Haiti in 2010. It didn't cost quite as much money, but it still was a, a good size, you know, good, good amount of money that we had raised. We took money from people that could have been used for other parts of the kingdom to send me, of all people, to Haiti. Oh, uh, that was again a very um, and this was right after the earthquake in Haiti. We were there within I think three months after a very very significant earthquake, and there was a lot of devastation there. Uh, the purpose of that was to take some medical supplies, and we had many bags, many suitcases filled with medical supplies, which we distributed uh, to a pastor there, and I think it was a big help to him. But the same question, you know, stuck with me: Why raise this money to send me? You know, why not raise this money and give it to that pastor, you know, or, or at least uh, um, give it to the one man who was going over, those kinds of things. In the end, um, and, and I did, again, it felt like a fifth wheel at times. I didn't, I didn't feel like I had a, a constant rule to fu- fulfill while I was in Haiti. And, um, and to be honest, speaking of Haiti, uh, you know, I have some other thoughts on Haiti. Uh, Haiti bothers me uh, in in one respect and this is just simply my opinion of course this whole show is my opinion and feel free to disagree but um, since since the early 19th century um, the United States uh, missionaries and churches have dumped millions if not billions of dollars mission money into Haiti have sent countless mission trips to Haiti it's almost a rite of passage it seems like for many churches that the youth group gotta go to Haiti um, and sometimes I wonder, and I'm just wondering out loud here, uh, I'm not answering the question, I'm just wondering, sometimes I wonder uh, how much good we've done, the people there, because uh, you think after millions and millions of dollars being poured into into those churches and into those people, that the churches themselves would be flourishing. You'd think that they would be self-sustaining and, and that they, heck, maybe they would become the next missionaries with all of the help that has gone to them. 
but uh, it doesn't seem to be the case. Um, that country still seems to suffer greatly, and I know it's got a lot of political uh, influences that cause that. But sometimes I can't help but wonder if um, because of mission work there that there wasn't a oh an entitlement mentality that began among some people of the church there not everyone of course i'm not uh, i'm not i'm not trying to broad brush but i'm just suggesting that maybe this has occurred in some parts and um and in haiti it makes me think that that might might be part of the problem that uh, there's almost a dependency on the church from the west or at least the, the north i guess they're in the west also but the north of haiti there's this dependency on um, the united states to help the church in haiti so I, I was very unsettled after that trip, and and really I I think after my trip to Haiti I thought you know I, I think I'm done with international missions. Um, by that time I'd become very involved in uh, local work at the jail, uh, which I'm still involved in. Uh, so uh, you know each week I take one or two mission trips uh, down to the county jail or to the state prison and, and there meet with inmates. I've, made, I've met with uh, Buddhists and um, Muslims and uh, atheists and uh, Christians and I've met with uh, all different types of people over the years. I've had uh, Muslims bring the Quran to Bible studies and I've had people who don't know anything about God. So I've, I've had a, what I'm saying is I've had a really rich opportunity at the county jail just to share Jesus and, and, and that that has made me happy uh, to the point where I thought, you know what, I, I don't really feel the need to go international again. I have so much ministry here. And not only that, my wife and I have weekly Bible studies at our house, which are open to everybody, and we get all different types walking into our door every week. And so um, God has really blessed uh, me and my wife in terms of, of our local mission field. But um, about five years ago, uh, an organization, uh, the church that I'm affiliated with, First Christian Church in Somerset, um, they hooked up with an organization called Praying Pelican Missions. I had never heard of Praying Pelican Missions, and uh, they were uh, sponsoring, or not sponsoring, but they were um, forming and getting together a trip to Costa Rica. And for whatever reason, and I honestly don't remember why, because I was kind of done with international missions at that point. You know, now that I think about it, it was probably my wife. Um, perhaps she uh, she wanted to go, and I thought, well, I'm not going to let my wife go alone, and so I, I went uh, I went with her. But um, we went to Costa Rica, and now this was on a different type of mission. This was not to, to do street evangelism per se, although we did some evangelism on that that um, that trip. But it was really to help a church that had been uh, devastated by an earthquake. It it uh, the church had been leveled, and they needed help to rebuild it. Uh, I went with a team there. Uh, five, again, it was five years ago. It was in 2014. It was in June of 2014. And uh, it was a remarkable trip. It really was. Uh, we got our hands dirty. We worked hard that week, uh, really hard. We dug a footer for uh, for a church, and um, made good friends with the locals there, uh, and did a little bit of contact within the community. And uh, there was another group with us that week, a, a church from it was the Palo Alto Church. Uh, from uh, Chicago area, and they, uh, I think it was Palato Reformed Church, I'm not, I, forgive me if I'm misquoting them, but um, they, it was a youth group there, and they mostly handled the, um, the, the VBS, the children's ministry, and things like that, and they did a great job with that. We were involved in building, uh, working, 
came home from that trip feeling really good. Um, it was uh, it was an amazing trip uh, to work so hard. Uh, the people were so appreciative of what we did, and um, and it was a good trip. Uh, again, it, it didn't cost quite as much uh, to get there, but I kind of felt it came back feeling like it was kingdom money well spent because uh, we, we got the project started. Um, that project continued, um, and I didn't go back. Now, my wife and I did some local mission work here in the United States. Um, we went to Louisiana. She went twice, and I went once after Hurricane Katrina. I think this is a little. Bit, this is before Costa Rica. And incidentally, we stopped going to Louisiana because we, the whole church, we sort of recognized what we thought was an entitlement mentality developing there. We were coming down working for people, trying to put their lives together, and instead of seeing gratefulness and maybe even assistance from them in helping the projects, we we kind of saw them saying, "Well." Do this, do that, and almost an expectation of you know, you'll come and work for us, and um, didn't didn't really care for that, so we stopped that. But uh, so in 2014, we went to Costa Rica, and uh, again came back home, uh, felt good about that trip, and just jumped back into local missions and 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 just serving Jesus here in Pennsylvania the best that I knew how, the best that I could. Um, it, last year, our, our church stirred up uh, the idea of returning again to Costa Rica, and I was not going to go. <laughs> I, I was not. Um, I just felt like I'm busy here. I have enough going on. It costs kingdom money to go, and I didn't know whether to do it or not, and I'm just kind of mixed up about that. But um, my wife, um, she wanted to go. And um, I'm not going to send my wife alone to Costa Rica, so I okay, I'll go. And uh, we raised the money, put up the money. Uh, people did donate again, and thank you for those who, who did. Uh, and we went, and we uh, just got back from this trip um, this past uh, Saturday. Um, uh, today is uh, Monday. I'm recording this on uh, July 15th, and we got back on um, – well, actually, it was uh, late Friday night, early Saturday morning, the 12th or 13th of July when we got home. So we're really fresh from this trip, and it was amazing. Um, met, uh, well, my wife and I, when we got to the same church that we had dug the foot or two, we were amazed because when we left, there was a hole in the ground, and we came back, there stood a church building. Um, there was a group from Alabama that had been going for the past four years, and I think they were largely responsible for getting that church building up, and they were there again this year. Just a tremendous group of people, uh, two gals from Texas, um, uh, a small group from South Carolina, a small group from Michigan. There was just a smattering of us and from Pennsylvania. We all got together and uh, did some more work on this church building. And it was it was really tremendous to be there again, tremendous to, to, to get the work done. And I think I think for me, it, it kind of helps answer the question about doing international missions. Um, yes, it requires a lot of kingdom money. When I say kingdom money, I mean I'm talking about money that could be put into the kingdom for other reasons. Um, money, it costs money to fly there. It costs money to feed us. It costs money, um, you know, to 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 just to. To be there, um, and that that was a lot of money for a lot of people. 
I suppose someone could argue, well, how about, you know, if there were if there were 30 of you on this mission trip, take all the money that 30 people raised to make the trip and give it to the local pastor there. Maybe he could hire local help uh, to build the church. Yeah, that money would be into their local economy. He get the church built. And you know what? I don't have a problem with that. I think that's not a bad idea per se. But there was something said at... Um, well, I guess the the uh, it's not a going away uh, special. It's a see you later night that they have. Praying Pelican has the last night that we meet with these this church or these people. And there was a young girl there uh, from Costa Rica. She didn't speak English. We had translators who worked with us, and she got up and she said something that really impacted me. And she said, "Don't ever forget us." And you know that just really kind of hit me when she said that. Um, they, you know, were trying to say, don't, you know, don't forget us here. And um, I mean, it really, really struck me. Us being there, uh, yes, it costs money. Y- yes, they could have hired the locals with that money. But I think it meant more to them that we were there that we cared about them, that we from the United States cared enough to come on a long plane ride, a long bus ride, um, to get to them, to spend time with them, and uh, to share Jesus with them. And um, that just really, really impacted me. And, you know, I, I discovered another thing on all my mission trips, and that is uh, we you always, the person who goes always seems to get so much more than they gave. Um, you know, uh, the, the it's even, it's hard to put in words right now. It really is. Uh, the the feeling, I guess you could say, of, of just serving with one another um, and, and being served by these people. You know, that was the remarkable thing. Uh, Jesus said, uh, uh, the Son of Man had, did not come to be served, but to serve. And we went there also to serve, but yet those uh, Costa Rican people that we met were doing the same thing. They were trying to serve us, and everybody was trying to serve each other, and it was just a real taste of heaven uh, to be there. Um, and so coming back from that is just amazing it, it just is amazing it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like church camp on steroids you know you, you go to a church camp sometimes and you know you spend a weekend or a week there and you just have this amazing experience with God and you just uh, your 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 faith is deepened and you just feel closer in a sense to who God is uh, I think you would multiply that many times uh, when you go on an international mission trip sometimes. And, and that's sort of, at least that's why, the way I came back feeling from this uh, this trip. But back to the instant question, and that is, um, should I go on an international mission trip? You know, obviously, I can't answer that question for you. I recognize the problems. I recognize the issue of raising a lot of money, a lot of kingdom money. Sometimes people take money from their own local churches that they could be given to the local church, and they'll give it to you to send you somewhere else. Um, I can't answer that question for you. I don't know. That's something you'd have to pray about. Um, I don't believe that everyone is called to go internationally. If we were all called to go internationally, there'd be no one locally to do any mission work. So obviously we all can't go internationally. We all can't give to every um, mission organization that's holding out their hand. I mean, we have international, we have national, we have local missions, we have local churches that are uh, needing funds to keep things going. And I can't tell you where to give your money. Um, I can tell you that God wants us to be generous, 
Um, he wants to us uh, to give because he himself is generous. And so I think that's something we have to lean on him to understand. And that is, God, where do you where do you want me to give this? You know, you've given me so much. How do I give back? Who do I give back to? Where do I give it? Uh, you know, those are the questions I think that we really need for God to decide in our lives. But as far as going somewhere else as opposed to going locally again I think that's just something that you and God are going to have to wrestle with it and I again I understand the dilemma I understand it you know why go international I have inmates living very close to me uh, and I missed a, a service with them while I was away I actually I missed two services with uh, with them to go somewhere else um, so in a sense they they missed out you know they they paid a, a little bit of a price and so um, it's just one of those things I think that we have to really be in prayer about. Um, and it, again, it's not for everybody. It's something that um, God either leads you to do or leads you not to do. But the thing, the bottom line is, I think, is that we are all called to be an active kingdom building. We're called to build His kingdom and to, to expand it, to take back territory, spiritual territory. Uh, for our king. So whether or not you uh, are going internationally, nationally, or just working within your own town, I think we Christians need to be very busy about building the kingdom wherever we're called. Um, And if God calls you internationally, then go. If he calls you locally, then of course, go. Well, with that, I'm going to end this podcast. Thank you for joining me, and I hope to see you next time on the Thinking Christian Podcast.